Hi, this is Frank Marin, the bilingual minister of God of Covenants Christian Center. And on behalf of our senior pastors, Walter and Maribel Arias, we welcome you to our podcast, where you can listen to our Spanish sermons in English. We know these sermons will be a blessing for you, so please subscribe to get new messages every week. And also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the message. This morning, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit that He speak to each and every one of us in His grace. Yes? That's okay? What if you close your eyes there and let us pray for a moment? Holy Spirit of God, by the mercy of the Lord, we are what we are. And we're here in this morning to present your word. Allow that it goes to the need of each and every heart. And I ask the Holy Spirit that you speak to my life and to the life of the church. Thank you for this privilege that is so special. Minister of us, Lord, we need to be ministered by your word because we are here by the pure mercy of God. We pray in your name and we give you thanks. Amen. When the pastor asked the favor to preach, in this Sunday, because the preaching was for Friday, but Friday we're in Medellin, if God allows. So I said, Lord, what do you want that we preach? And the Lord gave me a song, and he brought me to a verse that is so special that I had read it, but I never stopped really in noticing that verse. And when I read it, I go, wow. Then I felt ministered so beautiful that I know that God is going to minister to us and every one of us in the morning, starting with me in this morning. And the topic is that we're going to present in this message. We're going to announce it now here. And then after announcing the topic, we're going to start this preaching with a song that we're going to listen only and let yourself be ministered. I'm going to ask the favor that your mind, that your spirit, soul and body are here in this morning. Disconnect of everything else, because if not, then you won't be able to receive. If you're thinking in other things, the devil's going to come and distract you. But the Holy Spirit is going to minister to all of us in a way that is so beautiful that I know that the Lord is going to do special things this morning. Amen? The topic of the preaching, we're going to announce just the topic, and it's there. By grace of what? By grace, I am what I am. And I gave thanks to the Lord for because it's 50 years to fulfill the amazing grace of God in my life. And that's where I go in this morning. That we focus in a verse that I want to give it to you as a remembrance. It is 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Let us read it all in a loud voice. But by the grace, one, two, three. But by the grace of God, what I am, I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Is that fine? 1 Corinthians 15, 10. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. First Corinthians 15, 15. 
Praise Jesus, 15.10. Pastor said, it's necessary to practice in English. <laughs> but you understand me. Now, I'm going to preach in English to see if you understand me. Because you don't understand in Spanish, so maybe you'll understand in English. <laughs> okay, there it is. Now, I love you all, and I'll speak in Spanish. For by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Brothers and sisters, not I. It's the grace of God in me which has worked. You haven't done anything. And last night, when I preached the last message to the men that I had to close the Congress, I said, I sowed and Apollo, uh, but the growth is given by God. And you are sitting there by the grace and mercy of God because God one day wants to reach you. He wanted to show you by the Bible something very important. In the first point of the message that we're going to see today, in this morning, it says, how is the grace of God manifested? First of all, we have the privilege of being elected since before the foundation of the world. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, that we have it here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. The text tells us, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. My beloved brothers and sisters, my beloved sisters and brothers, ask yourself, why in the seat, in the chair that you're sitting, is not Peter Gonzalez or Maria Perez or Esther, another person. It's you that's sitting there in this morning, in this place, because God chose you before the foundation of the world in the perfect plan of God. God designed you to save you. When I see the young girls, that, that the little girl that dances here and, uh, and was crying for uh, over son Daniel, yes, this young man, and, and and I mentioned those two because I can mention them all. But at least I said, Lord, what a privilege that is so great of these children to have Jesus in their hearts already and to serve the Lord in his work. Don't you think that that's something so wonderful? Because some come 50, 60, 70 years to come to the Lord. But you, you have those children that have the privilege of coming, being very young for the Lord. And an occasion, in a preaching, an old lady of 70 years came to the altar and was crying. She was crying. And I said, why do you cry? What's happening? Pastor said, I'm so sad, I'm so sad. And I said, but, and I said, but why are you sad if you have the Lord in your heart? Because to her side was a, a little girl from seven or eight years old that had received the Lord in that campaign. 
because I I'm sad because I'm giving the the I'm giving what's left of my life to the Lord while this little girl is giving all. It doesn't matter the what's left of your life or the all life. Is that what it matters is you were chosen before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come to the Lord. The only thing that you have to need is that you open your heart to Jesus. Amen. And you say, I need to know you, Lord. Have mercy of my life. Beloved brothers and sisters, you at the end, we're going to close with that song. Because this song at the end where it says that we could see the glory of God, that is going to be the most glorious thing. Because for all of us that are here, I let you know that only we're only passing through. We're passing through. What's glorious is coming. That's why it's worth it to walk by the hand with Jesus and say, Lord, I want to walk with you by hand. Doesn't matter what comes. The pains in this land is not compared with the coming glory that in Christ Jesus will be manifested. Hallelujah. Amen. We were chosen and selected before the foundation of the world. And John chapter 15, verse 16, that you have it there. John chapter 15, verse 16. It says, you did not choose me. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear and bear what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. I want to detain in that verse for a moment, for a little bit. So that our fruit, what? A tree that doesn't give fruit, what happens to that tree? They cut it down, amen? And you are put here, you're planted in this church to remain and to give fruit. The pastor's not going to cut you down. The Lord would be in charge of that. But you're, yesterday we spoke about pruning. You're pruned, so you give more fruit. And so that you're strengthened again. But it says, you didn't choose me, the word says. It says, I chose you. My beloved brother and sisters, and you, they gave you a paper to sing in the chorus. That's one part. But let me tell you, but you're welcome to the work of the Lord and work together with the pastor. So this advance, because this church is going to multiply for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I've seen the growth of this church year after year. And I congratulate each and every one of you. My brothers and sisters, the goal now is 100 Bible study groups in December. Can we reach it? Amen. With the help of the Lord. You only need that you put into your head the importance of what you are. And last night we said to the men here, you are extraordinary men. And women, you are women that are extraordinary as well with men because you are going to be together with them and you're going to do something spectacular. And we're going to see the glory of God here. Because God chose you here so that, not that you warm a chair. God chose you that you give fruits here in this church. And that this fruit remain. Amen. I know that we're going to achieve it. Amen. Praise God. 
Now, my beloved brothers and sisters, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8. The Bible says that we were saved by grace. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. What is a gift? It's a present from God. The grace is a package that God gives you. Don't start to play with the grace of God. Am I understood? Don't be like, oh, look, look at the grace. Don't start juggling it. No, no, Lord. You have to stop and stand firmly with the grace of God and to care for your salvation with boldness, with integrity, and and upright, and walk with the hand of the Lord firm. Doesn't matter what comes before you. Say, in the name of Jesus, I have the power and authority to cast out demons and to destroy any obstacle and to defeat anything in the name of Jesus because you were clothed in power because the grace that God has given you is a salvation that is great. My beloved brothers and sisters, it cost him his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ there on the cross of Calvary. And that's why we say we were bought by blood, not with gold or silver, but by the precious blood of the lamb, which is any without spot or blemish. And then you are a person that is invaluable. You don't have a cost. You're priceless. Don't sell your birthright for a plate of lentils. You could sell your birthright for a plate of Lentils, and this can cause you uh, damage, and you could lose your salvation, my brothers and sisters, if you don't take care of it. Take care of that, because the devil is very astute. He's trying to throw you on the floor. He's trying to get you into things that you shouldn't be in, and little by little, he's taking you out of the church. The devil is very astute, and the devil, is a he's a liar. He presents things. We were speaking with my pastor this morning that was bringing us to church. And we said, now the Congress is over. How much that we came thinking about the men's Congress, but now it passed, right? And it called to my attention what the pastora said. Vanity of vanities. Everything is vanity. Because everything comes and passed. Not that Congress was in vain. No, not at all. The Congress was something spectacular for the glory of God. But what I want to say is, that all that you have and where you go, it's vanity because that comes and goes. You know, the only thing that remains a life with Jesus Christ with him for always. Hallelujah. Battle for that crown, my brothers and sisters. You're going to fight for that crown. Amen. Your servant here is 50 years fighting for that corona. And I say, Lord, I need you to give me 100 years. I want to be 100 years old. And I also... Ride bikes. I swim with the pastor, and I exercise in the gym. I'm looking a little bit like at like Pastor John. Amen. <laughs> like this, our Pastor John, because I want to live to be 100 years old. <laughs> Praise God. That's with a discipline, and believe it. And that to have a power, they don't they don't sell that body in, in Walmart to have a body like that. That's taking some vitamins, some protein, and, and going to the gym and being disciplined to do you don't just get that body. It's the same thing with the Christian life. You are a Christian that becomes so strong spiritually and you lift weights and you say, Wow. You say, Wow my God, you see like the halo on his head when he walks to the church, right? But why? And it's because I say the Bible mentions it. That's not a lie. 
it says that when Moses went to the mountain to pray in the mountain Sinai, and he was with the Lord, and says after the 40 days that he came down from the fasting, that light still didn't start. But when he went the other 40 days that he came down, it says that his face was shining so much that they had to put a mantle so that the people could not see him. Am I understood? My brothers and sisters, shine for Christ. If you shine for Christ, the glory of God is going to move in your life. You're going to see it yourself. Amen? The people are going to follow you. <laughs> Praise God. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to be invited with our pastor. To have a little affection. Let's have a little affection. And we went, all of us, with our shirts that we had wearing, um, the plaid shirts, and we went to a restaurant. And we went, like, we were marching in line, like a military. That was very important to go in there. And when we started to go in, that restaurant was full. And the people looking at us going, wow, because we were all wearing matching shirts from the Men's Congress. And from where are you? <laughs> we caused an impact without even knowing it, just because of the shirts. Listen, we didn't come shouting or singing or saying, hallelujah, glory to God. No, nothing. Everybody's silent. And you know, Pastor Walter was walking upright. <laughs> you know the pastor. <laughs> and the pastor is going with us to the left. So everybody to the left. <laughs> to the right, everybody to the right. You you know him better than I. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Uh, what an awesome time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We were saved by grace, brothers and sisters, by the grace of God. I, don't you say that with a grace family and we enjoy everything? Is that... Look, pastor, and, and something is special. And I said to the pastor, and I said yesterday, why don't we find a huge land and we construct many homes that are great to bring all from God of covenants and we put them there in that community. Amen. That would be great to make a subdivision like that of God of covenants where all the people say, who wants to be of God of covenants that you buy there. So... So Carolina, where's the real estate agent, Caroline? The real realtor, Carolina, the commission, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> That's a blessing of God. The word of God says, what I'm saying to you, that's biblical. I can't speak if the Bible doesn't support it. The, in, in the book of Acts, it says that all had it in common or not. They lived in community. They shared no one said, this is mine. No, but they gave to the other. They said, here, I invite you to come. Let's walk. Let's eat. Let's go to the park. Let us play. And that's what it integral for a church. What do you think? That this church is growing for various reasons. One, because the presence of God is here in this place. Amen? But the other is because we have allowed to see. We have to allow us to see those lights that the pastor puts outside in the temple so that the people, when they pass through here, they could see God of covenants. That implies that we're shining Kissimmee. Amen? We're saying, hey, here's a church that you could come and congregate with us. And we're here to serve you. We have to allow us to be seen. And when we allow ourselves to be seen and the people come here, 
we show and demonstrate Jesus Christ and we say, here is the Lord for you, available for you. For by grace, I am saved through faith and this not of us. And now we were adopted as his children. We were not from the family of God, but God was pleased to graft us to the good olive. Ephesians chapter one, verse five. What does chapter one of Ephesians chapter one, verse five say? It says, having predestined us to adoption, as what? As what? As sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And the message that pastor preached last Sunday was a tremendous thing. It was the three concepts, three people, right? Those that were important, the least important, and those that were in the street there that say, go for the valleys and pick them up. Look, there was some here that was in the way 50 years just waiting and that the Lord was pleasing. Go and bring that Nicanor from here. He's going to be good for something. And glory to God. The Lord is allowed in his grace and his mercy and his goodness. Perhaps our ministry isn't the most successful, the ex most excellent, but of these groins from this ministry, pastors have come out like Pastor Walter and his wife Maribel and other pastors in other parts that are sowing the word. Amen. That's why we could sing with freedom. I sowed and sing it with it. I sowed and Apollo spread the seed, but the growth is given by God. I sowed and Apollo spread. And the growth was given by God. So the word. Don't joke around anymore. When Jesus Christ returns, he will give you the prize. So the word. Don't play around anymore. When Jesus returns, he will give you the prize. And now you're going to do it more elegantly with me. Go everyone. Clap. Clap your hands. Clap. I sowed and Apollos spread. But the growth was given by God. I sowed and Apollos spread, but the growth was given by God. Don't joke with the word when Christ comes. Sow the word when Jesus Christ returns, he will prize you. Amen. I sowed and Apollos Spread. Pastor, I bring you some good news. After this, that happened, no one doesn't have an excuse. No one has an excuse to not sing here in December in the cantata because everyone just sang. Look at the chorus that was so elegant. No, no. Better said, then all of them come and leave the, the empty chairs and we sing to the empty chairs. Everyone else in the chorus. Amen. <laughs> that is going to be so great. That was a very tr a practical training. So now it says that we were adopted. Listen, we were adopted. You know what's a child that's adopted? That he wasn't born in that family, but he's now part of that family. And in that moment that you are adopted, what do you think? They give you papers of legality and you have the right to be an inheritor of the kingdom of heaven. Amen? An heir. Yes, that is a blessing. And now we're going to Romans chapter 11, verse 17. Gives us a verse. Romans chapter 11, verses 17 and 18. It says here, 
Yes. What does it say? It says, And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, and we spoke of the olive trees yesterday, the wild olive, that give the uh, bitter fruit. It says, And you, being an, a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Wow. What a blessing. Now, I have some good news. You were grafted in the place of other branches that didn't want to be part. So I'm having the message of the pastor from last Sunday. I'm, it's complimenting this. When the pastor preached last Sunday, I said, wow, continue. Go, go, go. We're going good. We're going good. You and I, because... There's a DNA between the pastor and his child that even in the preachings, we understand each other. <laughs> what a blessing. What a great blessing. And I said, Lord, how good. Why? Because we were grafted into the good olive tree. And when you're grafted into the good olive, what do you think? Then that olive uh, oil that comes from that olive tree, that's coming to us. And the grace of Jesus covers us in Romans 5.1 says that we're justified by faith. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And you who did not have peace, and you didn't have an inheritance, that you had nothing, that you were lost in the world, now you start to be a child of the Lord of Lords and the kings of kings, and you're put in a position of privilege. You become a princess, and you men become a prince of the kingdom of the heavens. And you are the Lord is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And now you have respect and authority in Christ Jesus. And that's very important. Amen. My brothers and sisters, God has invested in you of authority. He says, I give you authority to cast out demons, to speak over the sick and they will be healed. And you take that and belong that to be a child of God. And you say, Lord, thank you because you counted on me to be a man or a woman filled with your power. And by his grace, he was faithful. Oh, wow. This hit me. Yes, it hit the mark. It says, by his grace, he put me in the ministry. 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 14. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. His grace and he was faithful to putting me in the ministry. So this is very interesting of what happens here. Because the Lord in his grace says, I give thanks who gave me strength. To Jesus Christ our Lord. Because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Amen. He says, and I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who has enabled me. Because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Just like Pastor Walter was there cutting uh, material of another disciple, which is Gonzalo, that he was the boss of Pastor Walter, cutting uh, material. And the Lord gave me a special grace to detect, to see in certain people, ministries, callings. And when I see this man there, why didn't I say it to Gonzalo? Gonzalo's also serving He's one of the worshipers of us in our church there in Colombia, in the worship team. But he's not in the ministry. He's still working after 26 years. He's still working in there. And the pastor is cutting, but he's cutting the sin in the people, helping to cut 
all that is damaged. But what a blessing. Because the Lord took this man and he releases him. But he heard something very special of a person. Because we, the pastors, were a little bit crazy. I then said to the pastor, leave your job. And he said, what? And what am I going to sustain my wife and my daughter? Believe in God, I said. But come out of your job. And he believed. And he says, why are you saying come out of the job? Because the Lord was taking him to a job of excellence to be a pastor of this congregation for the glory of God after 26 years. And he puts him in a position of privilege. And I said, Lord, thank you. And he took by faith, putting the pastor and his wife in the ministry and his son as well. What a blessing. And the daughter and we as well, the Lord in his grace chose me. He takes me to a city, to a, a city in the coast. And there in a church where there was a congress of youth that was so beautiful. And I believe they said that they're going to have a, a singles party. Yesterday we announced it, that there's going to be a singles party. Don't miss it for the singles, right? <laughs> the singles. And I went to that party and I went to that party, a camp that was, there was 200 youths there in that place. And I was a young person at that time. I was like 22 years old. And I had just come out of the army and I was sitting there in the chair in the midst of all those 200 youth. And there was a director of the service there. And that was like, oh my God, she looks so beautiful. That was my wife. <laughs> and she was there with a hair that came down. She was very thin and she was like, I will praise, I will praise. And I said, yeah, I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise as well. <laughs> and believe it, the directors were directing. They start looking their vision on the congregation. And I was hoping that she would see me. And when it was there, it was psh, the reflection. I was like, hello. <laughs> and she felt it as well because she felt it, believe me. <laughs> so now we're 45 years married. Amen. And look, and I'm still looking at her. Babe. <laughs> Praise God. Praise Jesus. He was faithful to putting me in the ministry. And from that great blessing that God gave us, then our daughter that's precious was born, that is ordained pastora in New Jersey in a ministerial. She finished the uni Christian university and now she's serving in Medellin with us. And I give thanks to, and glory to God for that. He was faithful in putting us in ministry because by grace I am what I am. And now you should say, but I'm not in the ministry. Of course you're in the ministry. Yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. You're not outside of the ministry. You're working in worship, like an usher, a teacher in the ministerial school, in many things here in this church that are ministries. So that you don't have to worry because God took you by faith and putting you in the ministry so that you serve in this church. Amen. Now, how is the grace of God consolidated? The grace is consolidated. And when the youth were singing that song in these days, it called to my attention. And I took part of, it says that we were bought with the blood of the slain lamb. They sang a song with the precious blood, something we sang it last Sunday. I don't know how it's titled, but precious blood is the name. But we were bought with the precious blood of the lamb. And 1 Corinthians 6.20, what does it say? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Who they belong to? God's. Amen. You were bought 
by the blood of the Lamb, glorify the Lord in your body and in your spirit and give the glory to the Lord. This is the message of the of Pastoral Marjorie on Wednesday, a great message, so that we exalt in the spirit, soul, and body, and everything is be glorifying the Lord. We were bought with the precious blood of the Lamb. That's why the consolidated the grace of God in us. And also by His blood, we were not only bought, but we were also forgiven. 1 Corinthians 6.20 We were forgiven. I'm sorry. 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. 1 Peter chapter 1, 18 and 19 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers, but with precious the blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And not only were we forgiven, but we were also cleansed by his blood. First John chapter one, verse seven, it says that we were cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, but the precious blood as a lamb that is without spot and without contamination and not only were we cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, but we were also transformed by that. In Romans chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 says, being justified freely. Listen, it, you don't have to pay any price. You don't have to. This is free by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It says, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. With his blood, not only are we transformed, but he also, with his blood, God has healed us. Amen. If you are sick, if you're sick spiritually, physically, emotionally, God wants to heal you. And then you find that in Isaiah 53, 5, the word of God says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are all what? Healed. So you're healed by the blood of the lamb. Let me say, but the grace of God is so great. And it closes this message, something special. It's many years ago in the city of New York. My pastor, Walter, was there. And he had a position of privilege there. He's always had a position of privilege. But someone in the government calls him and says, Look, we have a building. We give it to you so that you could administer it for only $30. Who's going to give a building in the United States for just $30? And then a sister came that in that moment that she was in a rehabilitation center for uh, women from the streets and prostitutes. They were lost, and they were going to throw her out that week. But she connects with Pastor Walter, and he's going to help you. And he calls her, and he says, Yes, sister, I'm ready to help you. I have a building. Go to this office and tell them that you're going on behalf of Pastor Walter, and they will give you that. And the government gave her that building so that all those women that were lost in drugs, in prostitution, were rehabilitated and got to know the grace of God because there's people that were lost. And here we have it. For by grace, I am what I am. Look what we were before. 
like an old broken down house. Who wants to live where there's rats, where there's insects, where there's everything in that rotted house, in that place? Nobody would. But then when we allow God to restore us by the hand of the master, we become then a brand new transformed house and with a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. For the glory of God. Amen.